Hello, and welcome back to Real Time Strategy, a podcast all about the gaming industry. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Mosier, joined once again, and it feels so good, by my co host, Caitlin Redwing. How are you doing? I'm good. I feel like we need to say Happy New Year because it has been a while since we've had a podcast um, because of Christmas and other holiday shenanigans, and January was a short but long month. So. <laughs> but you I'm can glad say that again. <laughs> Yes, it feels good to be back. We'll be back uh, to our regular bi-weekly schedule with much to look forward to on the real-time strategy front this year. We have some cool interviews planned, but of course, that will come later down the line. This week, Caitlin and I are discussing first-party showcases. Uh, Nintendo returned this week with its first Direct in five months, so naturally the gaming sphere was excited I mean, longer than just the 24 hours we knew about it. I heard rumblings last week, and it was all anybody I knew was talking about over the weekend. I I didn't believe the rumblings last week. I never believed them because it <laughs> had been so long, and I was like, no, Nintendo's not going to do it. I can't get my hopes up. So it was a pleasant surprise to see that 24 notice yesterday. Yeah, it's like Nintendo sometimes has these showcases like clockwork, but then... Sometimes they don't like in a normal year, they'll have something in the first, like in, in early January, February, they'll have the E3 ish June ish sh- thing. And then they'll have something in September. Um, but then sometimes they don't. And so it's best not to get your hopes up when these rumors swirl around, but sure enough, um, they, they dropped the news on Tuesday that we'd be getting a direct on Wednesday and I guess I want to start there, Caitlin, picking your PR brain. What do you, what are your what is your thought process behind the twenty four hour announcement? Um, um, well, I think it works for Nintendo because it's Nintendo. Like these that is true. <laughs> first party showcases, they don't really need to give a lot of lead like lead time. People are going to tune in. Um, I'm hoping they're pre briefing their press uh, with enough time. Because I feel for my journalism friends who probably don't and get this stuff like less than 24 hours ahead of time. Um, so yeah, it. I think the more time, I think like a week's notice is what I would suggest just to give like journalists kind of some time to get ready and write anticipation articles. And you get more coverage that way and get to see what people are excited for. Um but at the end of the day, I don't know, the 24-hour works. It's I do, There's not many downsides for them to do this. I also think it's kind of a last-minute, like, green light, red light on whether or not they're going forward because they're probably waiting to see if an asset is ready. Um, there's There was a lot in this showcase. That means they, they needed a lot of trailers and assets ready on time. And so who knows? They... A week ago, might not have been sure that all of it would have been ready by today. That's a great point. 40 minutes of content uh, is what we got today with 20 plus games shown. A lot of it coming from the Nintendo Treehouse, if you will, but a lot of it being third party as well. And yeah, that's a great point that things come in late, things come in hot, things get pulled out last second. So before, especially when they like to announce it with the running time, um, which I always appreciate, you definitely want to do that once your run of show is locked in and not changing, because the last thing you want to do is say 40 minutes of exciting content, and then you get you give 38 the next day, and all gaming Twitter will spend the next week talking about is, where did those two minutes go? What did they cut? Yeah. yeah. Was it? Uh, Zelda Twilight Princess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's Wind Waker HD? Where's, where are they? <laughs> Did they cut it? Look, I still am asking if they cut it. I ask that every time. <laughs> I, it'll be interesting. I, I, this was the one where I was like, it's not happening. All hands on deck on the Zelda ship, if you will, for Tears of the Kingdom. Speaking of which, there is a, a, a land ship in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> um, Caitlin, where do you want to begin with this week's Direct? Do you want to jump around? you want to go in order? Is there something you're really itching to get off your chest? I don't know. We can kind of jump around, but we can also start with the first thing, which was Pikmin 4. 
Um, the first thing I kind of want to say to tie it in with Tears of the Kingdom, it got more screen time than Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, they it started did. Out, out with Pikmin 4 and they showed a lot, including you can ride like little space dogs. You don't really don't need to know more than that. It's great. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> I'm, in. I'm sold. I'm glad this game is finally happening. Uh, Pikmin 3 came out on the Wii U, I want to say, in 2013. Uh, and so it has been a crisp decade uh, since the last Pikmin game. Of course, they remastered 3 for the Switch. So it maybe doesn't feel as long for some people. But I know this is one of Miyamoto's beloved and, and uh, you know, very impassioned franchises that he cares a lot about. So I like the the ice Pikmin. I like, you know, the Earth-like setting, or, or maybe it's even confirmed that it's on Earth. And we got a release date. It's coming on, on July 21st. Yeah. And so I think kind of zooming back the camera a bit on this direct before we pick out some of our favorites is that uh, it was exactly what Nintendo promised, and sometimes it doesn't always you know, follow that suit of games coming out mostly in the first half of 2023. Sometimes they say that and then it'll end with their big fall game. I know there was a lot of people really hoping we would get, I don't know, uh, a 3D Mario reveal. There's for a lot of Mario. Yeah. Hopes. Everybody's Mario hungry. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them. It's been six years since Odyssey. That's. That's so long. I. It's been a, I over have, a decade since the yeah. last 2D Mario. Not kind of I, Mario Maker. I guess before we dive into specific games, because we're already kind of on the topic, because they I, they didn't announce anything for later in the year. And I, I've been hesitant to join this bandwagon of like Nintendo is getting ready to announce and launch a new console. Mm. However, I really thought we were going to get something by now of like what is coming out after Pikmin 4 because as of now <laughs> nothing like other than some remasters and DLC it's very like slim looking like Tears of the Kingdom and Pikmin 4 are great almost like swan songs to what the Switch is considering like with how Breath of the Wild launched the Switch and it has been six years. Yeah, it's been six years for the Switch. It was a long time. That's a great like um, life for a console. And the Switch is still strong. I still play my Switch. I love my Switch. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo has a lot up their sleeves of like a new Mario game and like other big first party games that they're working on that they're just like holding and waiting to be launch titles and maybe it'll be like a dual title like it'll be on the switch and i'm hoping and expect them to maybe do like a like a console like tv only not mm, like a handheld like they still support the switch but they have a little bit beefier console that's um just for tv i don't know but after i don't know after this d direct i'm I'm leaning more towards that, like, more strongly than I was a week ago. I think either way, the time frame of what we, you know, the window of time that was presented here in today's Direct, we're recording this the, the day of its airing, uh, was that I think no matter whether a new console is in the chamber or not, it is at some point, it's just a matter of when, uh, there's going to be an, like an E3 showcase. And I think whatever, whether it's just Switch things, and I, when I say E3, I mean June. Um, yeah, because we know they're not going to be at E3 yes. this year. That, uh, you know, we know Pikmin's coming out in July. We don't know anything that's happening after. Uh, you know, we don't know what the Odyssey team has worked on in the last six years. We don't know what the ARMS team has worked on in the last six years. There hasn't been a new core Mario Kart game, if you don't count the mobile title, since 2014. Um, so no, they, I, they turned it into games as a service. Yeah, and, and maybe they'll just continue doing that. But I think regardless that there is... A lot of quiet on the Nintendo front, which, you know, will likely mean much to look forward to this fall. But for now, let's keep it focused on what they did show today. Um, 
And so, you know, we have a goalpost at the end of the line with Pikmin 4 coming out July 21st. That's the latest we really know what's coming from Nintendo right now. Minus Metroid Prime 4, maybe that happens. I We know they're working on it. But speaking of Metroid, let's plant the first goalpost because, Caitlin, they shadow dropped Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah. Um. As soon as we're done recording this, <laughs> I'm going to work for like a little bit, <laughs> finish up some stuff, and then immediately I should probably download it right now. Where is my Switch, actually? Have it ready. It'll be ready waiting for you. It's, a post-work reward. Oh, it's in the other room. I forgot I have it docked right now. Um, I will be downloading and playing. I cannot believe it. I'm so happy. I've just... Oh, I love Metroid Prime. Um, while I was hoping we would see like the Metroid 4, I, I don't care anymore. Metroid Prime Remastered was a fantastic game on the GameCube, and I cannot wait to play it on the Switch. Yeah, it looks really good. I was uh, So this has been rumored for, frankly, years now uh now for a while it was metroid prime trilogy which of course was mm -hmm. on the wii was going to get ported to switch and then about a, a year ago uh giant bomb reporter jeff grubb um started discussing that there was a metroid prime hd just the first game the rumors were that it was going to release last fall there was this whole bit where he was so confident that it was he ended up shaving his hair because it didn't come out and i feel bad for the man because here we are only two months later and not only is it announced but it's out today it's out physically february 22nd um i'm excited i think I don't know. I'm not going to speculate about why it didn't come out last fall. Nintendo had plenty of releases last fall. I'm sure it wanted to help fill its calendar slate this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think with this being the first game, I would expect a kind of drip feed of the Metroid Prime games in the lead up to four. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense to just kind of remaster those games slowly i'm here for it and yeah. i mean yeah i'm i really expect any gamecube post games we're, we're going to get them remastered they're not going to port them they're not going to be like put on nintendo online like the other consoles the pr earlier consoles um yeah i guess it's just a matter of timing i I am surprised they didn't do a trilogy now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And, and, and maybe there's an element of like, I hate to be a little cynical, but you know, wh why get one purchase when you can get three? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We know that, I mean, everybody wants purchases and money and we already saw that they've raised the price of their Switch games. With Tears of the Kingdom being $70. Um, yeah, that could have been a strategy. It also just could have been, it would have been, been too long till all three are done. And True. Yeah, we, we know how finical the game development process is. And there are so many factors that go into when a game comes out and why. Yes, especially because this is an HD remaster of a GameCube game, whereas when the trilogy came out on the Wii, it was a compilation mm -hmm. of three titles still on a standard definition console. Of course, they added motion controls, which I found to be, I still find to be extremely impressive uh, now, um, but they weren't graphically changing the games very much whereas they are now so cannot wait to return uh to that planet and experience one of the greatest games of all time again i agree and speaking of some greatest games of all time you read my mind we're gonna <laughs> this go this is why we're little, so good at this yeah I, like we you people can't see us we like <laughs> saw each other on the camera we do same brain going back a little bit in time with some very exciting news that Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games are coming to Nintendo Online. Finally. Finally. Only took them six years. <laughs> and this was refreshing because Nintendo has kind of held this cadence of 
they launched Nintendo Switch Online in the fall of might have been 2018 or 19 yeah. and uh, with the NES and then they traditionally launched new platforms the following year right around when people's subscriptions lapse is kind of a reminder of like hey I know you've maybe enjoyed your year with NES you could let your subscription lapse or why not stick around for SNES and then the year later they're like what about N64 and here we are now, and I'm glad we didn't have to wait till September, October for them to, you know, not just announce Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, but they're out. They're out now. Yeah. I, look, it plays into my, like, they're, a, a console's coming soon and they need to, like, keep us satisfied for just a little bit longer. Um, God, I wish it hadn't taken so long to get Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games because I love them. And while I wish they would let me just buy them, I will be using my Nintendo Switch Online to play them. And there's a lot of like great ones that are... Are they all out now? The ones that they had in the showcase? So everything they showed gameplay footage of is out now. They showed okay. a couple box arts. They did yep. the same thing for N64 where, where their games are to come. They usually come out once or twice a month. Um, and, and then it, it kind of seems like the cadences they they exhaust a certain platforms titles as, as much as are available and then they move on to the next one so i don't know if the line stops here or if we get the gamecube emulated titles that were on wii u a couple years ago that would be very exciting um but for now we're getting game boy and game boy advance games i love that uh of the ones they showed caitlin what are you most excited to get into oh that's a good one i I'm looking through my notes that are just chaotic because I'm <laughs> screaming while taking notes. Um, oh, WarioWare. I love all the Wario games. I So I actually didn't play WarioWare, Inc., the mega like micro games. That was a Game oh, Boy yeah. Advance game. And for some reason, I just had skipped over that. And it's just like it's one of those games that's been on like the backlist. But I had no way of playing it because I don't, I don't have any... Um, I don't have the, what's that? Is it the analog? Oh, the analog pocket. Yeah, yeah the analog pocket. I don't have anything to play like my Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I think the one that I'll play first um, is Link's Awakening. Yes. One of my favorite games of all time. One of my favorite Zelda games. I I love that era of Zelda. Just handheld, the dungeons, the the art style, the music, um, and that was a Game Boy game. So those two, one that I played before and then one that I never got to play and always really wanted to. Yeah, I too am really excited for WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games on the GBA. I loved the WarioWare games on the GameCube and the Wii, um, but I never got into the handheld ones. So very excited to just, you know, what, one of the things I love about the Nintendo Switch Online, I mean, it's, it's just how ROMs work is they're, especially for these older games, fairly low in memory. So you can boot these up. You can hop in and out of like five different games in a matter of a minute or two. So, and microgames is just perfect for the Switch with, with the, the handheld nature of it. Um, I agree about Link's Awakening. I went on a a bit of a Game Boy spree in my like early teens where I was trying to pick up uh, a bunch of games to play on either my DS when it was still back that far mm -hmm. backwards compatible or on my Game Boy Advance. And uh, Link's Awakening was one of the few I could just never find. It's If you find a cartridge, it's, it's likely probably very expensive these days if the battery is still good in it and you can replace that pretty easily. So Regardless, it's awesome to see the original game, or maybe not the original, the, the DX is the color mm -hmm. remaster, out of, if, if you will, um, to see that be now available to millions of people. Uh, and it'll be fun to compare that with the remake that came out on the Switch in uh, 2019. I, I love that game, uh, and I'm excited to, like, that was my first exposure to it. So I'm excited to see, like, oh, how it yay. compares to the little bite-sized version of it. Yeah, I... Oh, I love that. And I also just remembered, I also didn't play the Zelda Minish Cap. Neither have I. So that will also be one I will have to dabble into. 
Uh, so, you know, trying to close out the Zelda love, uh, Minish Cap is available now on Game Boy Advance, uh, Nintendo Switch Online. But to come for Game Boy, I forget whether these, I think these are color games. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, mm -hmm. which are other Capcom developed Zelda games, a little cool bit of history there, uh, that I've heard are great. And, and they're completely different, kind of in the way that, uh, you know, different Pokemon games on handhelds to have different Pokemon. Uh, these have completely different puzzles. One focused on time travel in Oracle of Ages and one focused on changing seasons in Oracle of Seasons. So I think that's a really cool concept. I, there was a lot of, you know, people wondered if the, the follow-up to Link's Awakening remake, uh, if Grezzo would be working on remakes of these games. Maybe not now that we got this news, but either way, I'm glad I can finally play these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned Pokemon, and I just realized none of the Pokemon games, Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance ones, were part of that announcement. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I know there was a lot of, uh, there was some discussion internally about, like, oh man, I just wish, I would love to play the classic, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting, I mean, never say never, they did say that the trading card game is coming to Game Boy later. Uh, they added Pokemon Snap in Stadium for the N64. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll get the core games. That would be very, very exciting. That would be. One last shout out I want to give for the Game Boy Advance is one of my favorite games from that platform. I never beat it as a kid because I, I found it to be difficult. Uh, but Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, uh, it's a really funny and well-written turn-based RPG starring the Mario Brothers. It gives the characters more character and personality than we've <laughs> seen in a lot of uh, their titles, and it introduces some fun new villains, and I love the pixel art on it. So uh, I hope everybody, if you haven't checked out this game, hops in on Nintendo Switch Online. I think I have that on my 3DS still. Yeah, they remade it on the 3DS. Yeah. My 3DS games are packed away because my, <laughs> my 3DS died. Um, I'll have to go digging around because I forgot about that game, but I think I have it. Yeah, it'll be interesting where Nintendo Switch Online goes from here. Uh, there's still plenty of, you know, we only got confirmation of seven or eight Game Boy Advance games. The ones mm -hmm. to come include Fire Emblem, Golden Sun, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, uh, there's, you know, they announced Super Mario Advance 4, which is technically Super Mario Brothers 3, um, which at the time they added some extra levels to. And so this will be the version with extra levels, which is cool. But it'll be interesting if the other Super Mario Advance games come, um, you know, there's the Advance Wars. I know we're getting the remake of 1 and 2 on the Switch. They announced today that that's coming out on April 21st. Will we get the original Advance Wars on, uh, you know, the online platform? So there's still plenty of games to come. But then, uh, again, I, I wonder if the platform support ends here or if we can one day look forward to DS or GameCube emulation. One could only hope. I'm not holding out. I don't think the GameCube emulation will happen, but... <laughs> Yeah, and I always wonder with the DS, like, how does that even work? How how do you emulate a dual screen uh, <laughs> console on a single screen platform? Yeah, I don't know. I that's a good point. We probably won't see emulation for that. That's just too hard on a Switch. Yeah, a future console <laughs> that takes up your whole like, I guess a docked Switch, but I don't think they would do that just. Like you would have to have it docked um, to utilize the whole TV screen, but I don't know. Yeah, they ironically had it figured out on the Wii U. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it supported DS emulation, and you could have the touch screen on your tablet and the main screen on your TV. But we all know the way the Wii U went. <laughs> the da the downside of Nintendo being just freaky and always trying something new is the um, back. Yeah, backwards What's, compatibility. Backwards compatibility, thank you, is very tricky when all of your consoles play very differently. Like, forget Wii U motion control. Like, you, that's just, that's so hard to then 
switch back to non-motion control. You have to recode everything. No, absolutely. That's why it's it's a small miracle that like Skyward Sword had its HD remaster on the Switch because you know, for years, people wondered if that game would be stuck on that platform mm-hmm. uh, due to its control scheme. And they figured that out. Honestly, I think the the DS presents a much a much harder uh, problem to overcome because it's not just dual screens. It's it's one of them is touchscreen, one mm-hmm. of them is not. Also, like that they were stacked vertically, whereas like we never like what games do you what platform has you playing on a vertical screen unless it's your phone? And then I don't know. It's I hope Nintendo figures it out. I didn't even think about my phone. That's I don't know if their screens are big enough. Yeah. But maybe if Nintendo we know Nintendo has dabbled in mobile. I don't know if they found it wildly wildly successful. But I wouldn't be mad. No, I wouldn't be mad either. <laughs> Speaking of DS ports, uh, one of the things they announced today was uh, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, one of our colleague and uh, past and future guest, Brad De Ramon, uh, one of his favorite games is coming. Uh, that'll be like an e- HD re- remaster. So maybe that'll be a bit of a blueprint for how one brings a, a, a DS game to modern platforms. It's also coming to PlayStation and PC. So we're I'm interested to check that out. Caitlin, what other announcements i think maybe we can end with some tears of the kingdom discussion but any other Mm -hmm. announcements highlights you want to give from today's direct um i am so excited for a new kirby game i mean it's um we've we've had kirby dreamland which is one of the game boy is it a game boy advance game boy color so Kirby's Dreamland is, I meant to shout that out. That's coming to Game Boy. That was actually the first game I, I, I have a recollection of playing. My dad gifted it to me as a kid. I love that game. And uh, so, yeah, this is Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which yes. is a uh, HD remaster of a Wii game um, that includes four-player co-op. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that I really liked that. I'm always happy to go back to a Kirby world and a Kirby game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, the trailer was cute. It's Kirby's just one of those games where I'm like, I'm always happy to get it. It's not a title. They're not titles that I'm always like really hoping for and would die for, but I'm always happy with them. They're fun games. So I'm looking forward to that one. I I know GameSpot... You can pre-order it at, through like the Super Shop. They have a code. If you like go to GameSpot's website, um, I don't know how long this code works for. I'll say it, but it's GMSPTKRB and you get it for $49. So if you're listening to this and that code still works, go for it. And Walmart also has a pre-order bonus for that game as well. Nice. And and that's coming out soon, February 24th. So mm-hmm. Nintendo has, you know, a pretty good first party roadmap or, or calendar with Metroid Prime out now, physically the 22nd, two days later, the 24th, Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Um, we have some DLC coming for Xenoblade Chronicles on the 15th of February. We have DLC coming for Splatoon 3 in the first half of the year. Uh, one of the games I'm most excited for that was just when MIA for understandable reasons last year was Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Mm-hmm. As aforementioned, that is a remake of the first two Advance Wars games. It was set to release last April. So, wow, it got delayed basically a full calendar year. Um, but Nintendo shelved it uh, when the Ukraine-Russia uh, war broke out. Uh, they they didn't feel like it was a sensitive time to release it. And uh, here we are. Uh a year later, it is coming out. Uh, this is a series that completely missed me. didn't really interest me as a kid. Um, but I love the aesthetic. I think the kind of toy uh, size look of the soldiers and, and figures is really neat and looks great on the Switch. So I'm excited for that. That comes out on the uh, April 21st. Caitlin, do you have any interest? Are you a strategy turn-based gamer at all? I am not. I... I don't know. Maybe I'll watch someone play it. I 
I'm not not interested in a turn-based <laughs> strategy game. I just haven't played one that I really loved, and I never played Advance Wars. So it's just one of those games where I'm like, I know a ton of people love it, and maybe I'll try it. Who knows? I, I'm i very much a mood-based player, so I would have to be in the mood. And since it's a, um, a genre I don't usually play, it's, it's hard for me to get into those kinds of games. Fair. Two other things on the first party timeline. Uh, sometime in the spring, we'll get the fourth wave of Mario Kart 8 DLC. This includes a new course, which is exciting because most of them are kind of remasters of past courses. Yoshi's Island. Can't wait for that. And alongside that, Birdo is being added as a playable character. Birdo. Yeah, I was really excited to see Birdo. Yes, that's... I. Again, they're turning genius of them to turn Mario Kart 8 into a live service game. It is still, most cases, if you check the MPD, it's in the top telling top 10 selling games of the month. Uh, I mean, if you count when it originally launched, six years later, if you count when it originally, originally came out, almost 10 years later, uh, the Mario Kart hunger is never satiated. Um, whether you already own it and want to buy DLC or somehow there's still people out there who don't. So, uh, good on them to keep supporting it and keep interest in that series high. I agree. Yeah. Now, before we end with the, the, you know, the final thing in the direct, the, the last kind of thing on the Nintendo timeline, I want to shout out a couple third party things. Uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania looks sick. Uh, you know, for lack of a more uh, intelligent word, uh, this is Castlevania-themed DLC for Dead Cells. It's a match made in IP heaven uh, and yeah. a great use of Castlevania when not a whole lot of people are using it. I agree. I I really need to get back into Dead Cells. Maybe this will be the thing that gets me back in because, yeah, that trailer just... It was such a cool trailer and honestly just... Like you said, a match made in heaven. Um, oh, there was another game that I'm really looking forward to, and I'm trying to find it in my notes. Oh, the Harmony, the Fall of Reverie. Yes. Yep. Coming out it's in a, June. Yes. Narrative adventure. They're like, you travel between worlds and see the future. You decide humanity's fate. Seems like there are multiple different endings to that game. How you play decides whatever story path you get um it's the same composer who did celeste which i love the celeste uh score and so that was a big plus the art style is beautiful um yeah i i love to see just new ips new games pop up that we haven't seen before because i think like i said a lot of i feel like a lot of the games from this direct were remasters dlcs games we've seen before so it's it's nice to see something new the Tron identity, that had already been previously announced, I believe. Um, but nonetheless, that looked exciting. I love the Tron movies, so we'll probably get that, play that. Um, Disney Illusion Island. Yes. Definitely seems like a, like a kid's platformer game. But I love Disney. Call me a Disney adult. Um, but yeah, the, the art style was cute the it's all mickey characters and they each have their own like jumping mechanics and animations and i liked that so i'll probably check that out as well i agree for the first two you named cool to see narrative games one completely new and, and one based on tron uh shown in a nintendo direct mm -hmm. and yeah i think disney illusion island looks really cool i like the animation is really expressive um looks like there's i you know licensed games can can be very um shoddy or, or like you mm -hmm. know really bank on the fact that it's characters you recognize but there seems to be a lot of love and care putting out each individual character moves and it looks really bright and vibrant it, it's doesn't have the rubber hose stuff of cuphead but like it right. gives me a bit of kind of that vibe of okay we're we're going for a different sort of 2d animation than is traditionally seen in in games uh, a couple other original titles I want to shout out. Uh, sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG coming out August 29th from the developers of The Messenger. Uh, this has been high on my list for a really long time, and there's a free demo out now, so I would recommend everybody go check that out. 
and an original game, but it's a follow-up to a, a dormant series. And it was a bit of a weird reveal because it was like a blink and you miss it. Uh, Professor Layton is coming back. Uh, Professor Layton and the New World of Steam. Caitlin, did you touch these games at all in the DS? I didn't. I didn't realize this was a thing that existed before until I saw like you like and some others in Slack <laughs> and on Twitter were freaking out. And I was like, I don't know who Professor Layton is. Oh my gosh, For, you would love these games. I The trailer did, I, I was interested and I meant to look it up afterwards because I was like writing notes at the same time and didn't watch the full trailer. So I kind of need to go back and rewatch that. Um, but I liked the art style. And I love puzzle adventure games. Exactly. You're you're a shoo-in. It's great. It's basically just Sherlock uh, Holmes and Watson, uh, except it's Professor Layton and his, his sidekick, Luke. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, well, Luke went to college eventually, and then he got a new sidekick. So I don't know what sidekick we're on right now. Um, so this but, is a whole series of games. Oh, yeah. There was... Uh, even I, somebody who loved and played the original three on the DS, burnt out. Um, there was three on the DS. I want to say three on the 3DS, uh, and it's been, and then a couple on mobile. Um, so th- they went a little hot and heavy um, with entries for a while, but it's been quiet for a couple years, and there's been no, I think, dedicated entry on the Switch. So this, and and, and at least it's the return of of Layton in a while. So the puzzle designs really smart. The it always has like a really interesting mystery at the heart of it. You're trying to solve through puzzles whether it's like a a dis, you know, a missing, you know, princess or people that are mysteriously dying in a town or some time travel. So there's always some good twists and turns in there. So I'm 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 glad this series is back. I like it. It has a little bit of a steampunk vibe yes. for this new one it's also giving me a little like studio ghibli art style in a way yeah it's got a really nice hand-drawn yeah, look to it it's, it's cute and it's a fun mix of brain teasers word puzzles sliding physical block puzzles number things it's <laughs> like and and you don't have to play all of them there's some that are completely optional so anyway if i made one new professor layton fan out there today i, I did my job okay I'm right. I'm marking it on my list. Now, Caitlin, finally, the elephant in the room uh, or the divine beast in the room, if you will. Uh, I'll let you take it over from here. Tell us about Tears of the Kingdom. I I don't know. (laughs) I was so overwhelmed watching it. Um, Yeah. Okay. So Tears of the Kingdom, we got a new trailer. It's, God, it's beautiful looking. I... This trailer, I don't think was, it's not as exciting as some of the previous, like, what the Breath of the Trials, Breath of the Trials, oh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild trailers were like, it's end of day, guys. I'm, my mouth isn't working. Um, but we still, we saw a lot of really interesting things. I, I haven't had the time to go and rewatch and, like, analyze every second of this trailer. But we did get to see new um, new enemies, new mechanics with, like, oh, it almost looks like you're building, um, like... Vehicles. Vehicles, <laughs> thank you. With nuts and bolts. I saw that joke going around with the nuts Yeah, I was going to say, do you, I, do you remember that Banjo-Kazooie game? Yes, the, the nuts and bolts. This is Zelda nuts and bolts. <laughs> um, big Skyward Sword vibes with, like the the city and the sky i want to know so much more and i feel like we're getting crumbs and i can't piece it together and tell you what it is um but i'm really excited i'm playing through breath of the wild not for the first time but this will be the first time i finish it because mm. i never finished the first game i'm a fake zelda fan um it's a dirty secret of mine i put 25 hours into it and then school started um yeah i so i need to do that too i think i've talked about it before where i just was it didn't feel like a zelda game to me the first time i played through it um i wasn't sure how i felt so i stopped playing it but now like knowing what it is and that I just kept watching things about Breath of the Wild and knew the whole story. And I was like, wow, I love this. Um, 
I've been playing it again and really enjoying it this time. So I'm looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom. I, I just want to know the story. I'm, we keep getting just like, like I said, little crumbs. And then the musical notes that they used, I don't know if you, you saw my tweet, but, um, the musical notes that they used over the Tears of the Kingdom logo at the end of this trailer sounded like Twilight Princess. I'm not making this up. I'm not crazy. I swear to you, it was Twilight Princess. Um, there, There is this just darker theme throughout the trailers for this game, and I don't know what it means. I don't know if they're going to combine the stories more tightly with, I think, like, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword makes sense um, because I feel like a lot of the games vaguely mention previous games in lore and if you blink you'll miss it and a lot of it is confirmed in like the books. I would love if this game combines it like deeply rooted in the actual story. Yeah. I agree with the, the with the music playing backwards and like the clearly a bit more mature tone. Not that Breath of the Wild wasn't um, had its serious moments, but this one's you know in sequel fashion tends to be mm-hmm. even darker. I think uh, a return to the Twilight Realm would be very cool. I think Nintendo is is r- really knows what they have here with Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you know, I'm sure there's even me included, people like wishing that we knew more, saw more, but I think this is a bit of, you know, what works for something like Elden Ring and the FromSoft games of, it's really about getting your hands on it and and discovering what the world has to hold for you. The excitement's there. Nintendo's just keeping it hung, you know, keeping it fed as much as it needs to be. Like they need it, maybe it's, yeah, you're right. They needed to show more of Breath of the Wild to get people into it. Since this is a sequel, they don't have to. I wish they would just a little bit. I just want a little bit more. Like I said, the fact that Pikmin 4 had more screen time than Breath- Tears of the Kingdom makes me a little annoyed. But it's fine. And I'll take what I can get. And then they also announced that there's the Collector's Edition. Um which is 129. I have no idea where you can order it because they didn't tell you that. <laughs> and they said to check with your local um, retailers. So keep an eye out for that. But that includes the physical version of the game, an art book, a steel book case, a steel poster, and then four bin badges. So I'll definitely be picking that up as well as there's a new link amiibo it's the same it looks um, really cool yeah did you see the the statue that they announced last year and everyone had been asking they're like this would be a great amiibo and they did so if you saw the po- the statue from last year of link that's uh that's what the amiibo is and it's cute yeah it is i am excited about this game i think the reason why because pikmin even if it's coming later in the year, I think the franchise is a bit more of a known quantity. There's not a whole lot of um, changes or, or, you know, story things to hide in it, which is why I think they went so deep on it today. I would not be surprised if there is a preview beat for Tears of the Kingdom between now and May. They did one for Breath of the Wild where people could go up until they leave the Great Plateau. Um, And so I wouldn't be surprised if there's something similar of like, you know, you slice off the first bit of the game and and you get people excited, but then that's only the tip of the iceberg of how how deep this game goes. Yeah, that's a good point. They probably will. Oh, and I, they didn't announce or confirm if that uh, Tears of the Kingdom OLED switch if that was a thing i forgot that that had leaked not too long ago and it's so so maybe those beats are kind of tied yeah maybe it was just a very good fake and if so congrats (laughs) to whoever did that you fooled us all because i'm waiting for it not that i need it and not i don't even know if i'll get it but i want it to be real um yeah i uh tears of the kingdom little mini direct would be perfect yeah, 
I would look forward to that greatly. Caitlin, in closing, what did you think of today's Direct? Were you satisfied? Are you happy with what Nintendo is delivering us for the next six months? Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, You've mentioned it before, but they did what they said they were going to do for this Direct. And it was packed full of games that are coming out in the first half of this year. I love a good shadow drop. Um, we we didn't really talk about it, but... You brought me to the last thing I wanted to ask you about today is this has been an interesting year for first party or, or showcase shadow drops. Um, we had the Xbox Developer Direct in January with the shadow drop of, honestly you know if you know maybe fighting dead space remake for most acclaimed game of the year so far i know it's early um hi-fi rush yeah that was what a pleasant surprise in that showcase i know we briefly talked about it before this call and i was like i can't really remember what happened in the xbox showcase because it was just like they showed a lot about games that they've already showed a lot of already so i think i was like half paying attention and then they announced and dropped Hi-Fi Rush. And I was like, oh my God, this game looks so cool. And I downloaded it that game at, or that day and played it. And I started watching streamers play it, play it. And it just was, it was a very fun shadow drop. And that's, it is a risky move to do. Um, they just, they did it right. They had the right game for that in a showcase that wasn't full of other like, there was no other really big announcements or other drops coming out that day. And so it worked. And with Nintendo, it's a little different, but it was it's just a highly, highly anticipated game that people have been whispering and talking about for so long. Um, and with no other games, I don't, maybe there were other games that were available today other than the Nintendo Online, but nothing to the caliber that was... Metroid Prime. Prime Remaster, yeah. For sure. There were a couple demos that were announced to launch live today, but I think, you know, looking, because they're they're two very different games that were Shadow Drop, but I think both, I mean, we know Hi-Fi Rush is a a success, um, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure Metroid Prime will be too. It's two interesting use cases. One with Metroid Prime Remastered being, like, a Shadow Drop makes sense when it's a game that is a known quantity, um, or I should say, like, a remaster remake, uh, where the excitement is known uh, and people are just hungry to get their hands on it. Like, what else are you going to say about a remaster of a game that's 21 years old other than the release date? So why not ratchet up that excitement even more and say the release date is now? Yeah, exactly. Hi-Fi Rush is a lot more interesting to dissect because, you know, there's this question of, like, you know, people said Xbox was too quiet at the Game Awards. Like, could Hi-Fi Rush have worked there? And, well, I think there's an argument for that, um, even one that I, I, I've made, like, you know, personally. I think there is... I think they made the right move because this was a new move from the studio. This was from the Tango Gameworks uh, studio, which made horror games. And I think there would have been a lot of uh, kind of speculation or, or, or like questioning of whether this was going to be a solid genre pivot from them into like a a rhythm-based action game uh and whether this was something that like you know is this really what we want from xbox game studios right now uh we want big you know triple a multi-hour rpgs like starfield well sure we're still going to get those but what better to like shut people's speculations or questioning up than letting people get their hands on the game and realize it's amazing yeah i feel like you've said everything (laughs) that i've thought i don't know if i could really add to that um yeah i it really did shut up everyone who was like what is xbox doing because we have very um (laughs) short-term memory in the games industry and as like fans of games we get really excited and when everyone was like, Xbox has acquired all these studios. Where are the games? They forget that a lot of these games take years to make. Te- up to 10 years. Um, and so, yeah. I think I think them making this small, cute, rhythm-based game with a full voice acting cast that just it was charming and engaging. And a, 
it, I honestly think it was a great game for streamers. Um, and I, th- I think that's partly why, why it worked was they're just, it had a great word of mouth. Yes. I think that's a great point about the influencers and, and weirdly, like Metroid Prime Remastered is kind of meaning to be the same way of like, I think the shadow drop works when it's going to immediately activate a bunch of people to go and play it. Like, I think a narrative game doesn't work as well, unless it's like, you know, a massive, you know, AAA thing, but that's going to need it, its long-term campaign for its own reasons. Uh, yeah. But like, if it's a game that people are immediately want to go hop into, stream, create content for, that is your marketing. That is your word of mouth. Um, you know, look at the other, the even more famous example of Shadow Drop in gaming, Apex Legends, same thing. That was like, oh, you like Battle Royales? Why don't you play one from the Titanfall developers? It's going to feel amazing. Um, yeah. So, I forgot about that. I And right? I also downloaded and played Apex Legends Day Of. Because the the streamer excitement was there. It was it was you know a hero shooter battle royale, and and rather than be like, oh, is this what we want? Like, oh, EA is releasing another free to play game. Like, <laughs> no, actually, why don't you just try it and find out for yourself? So, I don't know. I think it's a. It'll be interesting to see if if the shadow drop becomes more common, um, and if it works best when it's a case of like you know put your money where your mouth is, play the game and find out how good it is. Yeah, it. Look, it's risky. I'm not recommending this to all of our clients or people <laughs> who aren't our clients. It really depends on your game and the time of what day yeah. is it? What time of time <laughs> of day is it? Like it literally comes down to the minute um and 500 other circumstances. But hey, when all the stars align, it can work wonderfully. Yes. Ah, uh, well, on that note, the stars have aligned on this episode. We have shadow dropped our thoughts. Um, and <laughs> this has been an episode of Real Time Strategy. It feels good to be back. You can find us everywhere at Real Time Strats. On Twitter, you can find me on all platforms at Sam Scott Mosier. Caitlin, where can people find you? They can also maybe find me on Twitter if Twitter is working. Um, as of right now, that's a questionable uh, scenario, but... I am at Caitlin Redwing on Twitter, Instagram. You can find me on Letterboxd. We didn't talk about movies today, but we I always have movie thoughts, so you can find those there as well. Looking forward to it. Uh, you can email us questions at podcast at triplepointpr.com. Again, we'll be back in two weeks, in two weeks after that, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but for now, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you.